fact, rumour, scrutiny, suggestion. By the, by the way, you do need to know this. National has just pulled its planned tax cuts because they had already announced the policy that they had ahead of the election for tax cuts, basically moving the income threshold, tax threshold, and also scrapping the 39% tax cut. They have now just pulled that because of what has happened with the official cash rate, the spike there. They kind of had warmed us up to this. They'd, they'd warned a few weeks ago that this was going to come, so it probably was on the cards. This just gave them the excuse, but I will get you the details when I'm able to. Right now, it's 20 away from 6. Jack Tame is with us on the huddle, host of Saturday morning. Mornings and Q&A, and also fellow Riley, Iron Duke Partners, former business NZ CEO. Hi, you two. I'm really interested to know about indexation. So can you can you find out if that's scrap? Because I, I, I'm not surprised by the top tax break, but uh, the indexation thing, I thought they might have been tempted to keep that. So if you can get us clarity, that'd be excellent. I think more likely, don't you think, they are going to keep the indexation and they're just going to scrap the 39%. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah, the that's... announcement. They, they'll keep the indexation. That's right. There you go. And Phil, are they scrapping the 39%? They've said it's under review last time I looked at which which is just code for we'll, we'll get rid of it soon. But the, yep. the indexation was actually by far the most important thing for most New Zealanders. So mm. uh, when I looked at it when they first came out with it, that's the that's the quiet thing that nobody much understands. But uh, that is actually the most important piece of it because it's for- very expensive to government over over many years. And, and, and I think it's um, the indexation thing. Like you can make a, a really robust fairness argument around the indexation thing, especially in a high inflationary environment that, that I think National has been struggling to make over that top tax bracket, right? Like every time Christopher Lux has been, you know, questioned on it, he's, he's been found it, found it at times difficult to justify that. But I think the indexation thing, anyone with even a basic understanding of economics can look at that and go, you know what? Actually, indexing tax brackets to inflation makes sense. Yeah. Do you know, Phil, the more the more I look at the situation, I'm, I'm trying to we're trying to um, sell and buy because we've got to move to Auckland and you're looking at the house values and, geez, mm-hmm. it's actually brutal and miserable. And when you look at what happened today, it's going to be a really tough time for a lot of people next year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to a person today who, you know, a youngster, uh, she'd be, you know, youngster for me, you know, mid, late 20s. Mm. Uh, she was talking about her mortgage going up, her, her mortgage payments going up next year by $25,000 a year. That's so much. Massive amount right now. Mm. She's one of the classics of a person who's bought in, bank of mum and dad, she's stretched it out, and now she's going to pay that amount of money. Now, that's she, she's got tenants in a house and so on, all that sort of stuff, to try and pay it off. The, the young kids try and get ahead. You look at that and you say, she's buying in Wellington. How would on earth would you make that work in Auckland? Yeah, so but I Phil, think have you a, even a asked her? Like, have you even asked her, if, if it got to the point where you cannot afford this anymore because it's getting really, really hard and you sell your house, you're going to be left with debt because your house yeah, value now will not yeah. cover your debt, yeah. will it? Well, I dare say she'll be in negative equity right now. Now, yeah. the, the short point is there are a few people like that, and it doesn't really matter unless you unless you have to sell the house. You get divorced yeah. or you have, a, you have an accident. But what it means is that we're much more vulnerable. So you're not going to spend money on that dinner. You're not necessarily going to buy that box of chocolates. You're not necessarily going to renew your TV or even... Now, we found this during the GFC, maintain your car. You know, you're not going to buy a new car yeah. nor maintain the old one, which is a bit of a safety issue. So that's the, the real, the, there'll be a whole bunch of victims in the economy of this. And I see the Reserve Bank basically admitting there's going to be likely to be a recession uh, next year as a result of this, which is which is just a terrible outcome for exactly those young people we want to see getting ahead. Jack, how do you feel about this? I mean, I know you just locked in, you just bought a place, you took on a fair bit of debt. Are you worried? Yeah, I mean, I don't love it. I um, I locked in my mortgage rate in September, and the no, maybe the, the very end of August. And the advice at the time was, uh, I think the Reserve Bank was forecasting 
4.25 for the OCR. So I said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll split it between a one and a two year. And so, um, yeah, uh, today Jack is looking back at three months ago, Jack, and thinking, you idiot, why didn't you split it between a two year and a, and a yeah. four year or something like that? But I mean, look, my experience with these things is that um, it's very hard to outsmart the banks. And almost every decision I've made when it comes to mortgage rates in the past has ended up costing me money. But um, the, the point Phil just made regarding spending, you know, regarding TVs and dinners and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that is the point. I, I know it's I know it's painful, and I, and that was that was Phil's point. But we simply have to take a bit of heat out of the economy, otherwise. Yeah, but you think know, about that, Jack. Heat. That's the point. That sounds fine in theory, but it means that the guy who's running the restaurant might have totally. to shut down. I know it's terrible, and and not only that. I mean, unemployment is very likely going to increase. I mean, we have some serious pain ahead of us. But yeah. you're kind of damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? If we right. if we don't crack down on inflation, if, if inflation stays high for an extended period, uh, you know, it, it is going to cause serious, serious damage to, to um, yeah. generally to the people who can afford it the least. And so there is, um, there is yeah, no... I, I there is basis points the right call. There's no two ways about it, eh? You've just got to go through this. But, geez, it's a tough time to go to the election with this. Um, we'll take a break with you guys. Come back just in a tick. Uh, by the way, before we go to the huddle, the National Party's got in touch to say they just want to clarify it has. it's not that they have cut the tax cuts. The tax cuts are under review. But Phil, of course, did, did the job for us just before and clarified that. But we are going to speak to Nicola Willis, who's their finance spokesperson, about that after 6 o'clock. We're back with the huddle. All right, Phil, you've got Kainga Order now admitting they've moved on 113 tenants, but only half of them are the naughty guys and the other half of the neighbours trying to, try to escape the naughty guys. That's not cool, is it? No kidding. This, this, is, this is just dreadful stuff, and it's caused a bit of a running sore uh, of tragedy where you've got already vulnerable people living in these Kainga or uh, uh, accommodations of one sort or another, being harassed by very, very nasty people. Now, I should note for listeners that the idea that you shouldn't kick tenants out was actually a National Party idea. It came under the last, under the last key government. But you can, you can only go so far before you say, look, we don't want to kick you out, but you've been such a terrible person, we're going to have to kick you out. And I think mm. the demonstration effect of doing that would have been helpful, even if it only happened to one or two percent of people. But what's happened now is it's it's basically turned into a bit of a a, 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 a permission, if you like, for people to be entirely nasty, violent, and so on. And Kaingaori doesn't seem to do, want to do anything with it. As a result, it turns into a bit of a political issue for the government. You know, we're now being soft on bad tenants, just like we're being soft on crime. So it's not great politically, and of course, it's terrible for the poor people who are caught up in it. What do you think, Jack? Uh, I agree with Phil. I do think there is a balance to be struck because I'm really aware that if you kick these people out, where do they go? Like you, you could just move just, them on somewhere else, couldn't you? No, but where are you moving them on to? Move like, them next to the then, gang pad. But I'm not even. I'm, I'm, if you take away the humanitarian side of where do they go, which I I think is important, but let's let's just ignore that for a moment. You're just exporting your problem to somewhere else. Actually, Jack, look, if, I, without if being facetious, I've got the answer no, for no, you. No. I have got the answer for you. Kick them out. Just kick them out because the waiting list for those houses is so long, the next people who will come in might actually treat them with the respect that they do. Somebody, we do not have enough houses for people. Somebody has to be out of a house. It should be somebody who behaves, it should be somebody who is badly behaved out of the house rather than people so with families. Badly behaved, okay, so we put someone badly behaved yeah. on the street, it sounds like that's what you're advocating for. So, so yes. no doubt their behaviour will just improve overnight and everyone will No, it happily. won't, but they're not like, going to be terrorising a neighbour. But it's going to be worse, is my point. Like if you, they can if go and terrorise each out, other on the street. I don't. I don't think you've given this much thought. Like 
I actually have. I'm, I don't want to endorse this good behaviour in any way. I'm just saying you can export the problem from one place to another. You're not going to solve the problem. And, um, yeah, I think that's the conundrum they face. Phil, this Three Waters business feels like it's getting yeah. a little bit loose at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, it's another one where the government's starting to lose the narrative a bit here. Uh, they've tried to pour too much in. Pour, they've tried to pour too much into what, what is, what should have been. It was always going to be a complicated policy thing to sort out, right? We're going to take three orders off local councils and put it somewhere else. That was always going to be hard. The way, and by the way, that was the right idea. It is the right idea. But to take it and then chuck everything else into it, co-governance, and now some confusion around lakes and estuaries and and uh, coastal areas and God knows what. It just confuses the public. And as a result, they buy into the narrative that says, this is bad for you, this is the government doing secret stuff and so on. It's a, they'll, they'll write books about how to do poor public policy and this will be featured. This is a, a dreadful mess that the government's created when actually the idea was the right idea. Reforming three water services was the right idea. And now, of course, they're chasing their tails because they made a mistake in select committee, yep. clearly. And now you've got them chasing their tails saying, oh, look... Uh, We'll try and clarify that. I see even the Prime Minister doing that today. Too late. They've just lost it and they're now facing, you know, the, the political damage that they 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 couldn't explain it. They've put too much into this uh, and now they're now they're on the, the back end of it. Yep. Okay, Jack, I've got uh, a question for you. Oh, yeah, go. Got a question for you. So under pressure, um, they which we started with the Grant Robertson interview on Monday, they have decided to finally import the definition from the freshwater statement of Timana or Tewai. But in the freshwater statement, both communities and Tangata Whenua get a say on Te Mana o Te Wai. In three waters, only Tangata Whenua get a say. Is that fair? God, it's hard to even keep up with this. Um, no. Well, why doesn't everybody get a say? Why doesn't everybody get a say? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm supportive of everyone having a say. Mm, okay, cool. Jeez, Jack, good on you for that. I really appreciate that. You've redeemed yourself after that nonsense with the kaying order stuff that you said just before. Good to have the pair of you on. 